Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas. Mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with. What's up, everyone? We are at episode 11, and we're chatting all things holiday with you today. Before we dive in, I have a pressing question because holiday shopping, putting up decoration, cooking some holiday meals, even with this very interesting 2020 version of the holidays has got me sweating already. And so this may seem very off topic, but for what's rad, I actually have a question for the two of you and maybe any of our listeners. My question is this, I, I do not, like I don't sparkle or glitter when I sweat. I literally sweat like a burly lumberjack man. And I'm not loving the deodorant situation that I'm using right now. I would maybe love to find something that helps me perhaps not feel drenched or smell after the fact. And truly my what's rad isn't something I'm offering. It's something I'm asking. Do you have any deodorant that you are loving right now if you sweat like I do? I think we all sweat like you do. I think we were talking <laughs> about that before we started recording. I just want to say a deodorant that I found that I really like, but I don't know if I really like it. And that's maybe a good conversation starter because when Allie came to Denver probably two times ago, maybe I think, it was the last couple times you came to Denver, you were on the hunt in Target for this deodorant called Native. And I was just like, cool, like a natural deodorant, great. And I don't know about you guys, but like, I would think of natural deodorants and think of like, like hippie, just like, this is not going to be like protecting me or have any sense or anything like that. And I tried Native deodorant probably, I don't know, several months ago after you were on the hunt for it. And one thing I realized is that it made me just it took away any smell that there would have been, but it didn't make me stop sweating. And so that's why I touch on that with you, Amanda. I think that, you know, I've tried like brands like Secret Deodorant and stuff like that, where right. I feel like they literally clog you to make you stop sweating. You know what I mean? And so I kind of spiral and I'm like, do I really want to be clogged or do I want to have like sweaty pits all the time with no smell? And it's kind of a, it's not a win-win situation. You know what I mean? I, I feel that, but my counter question for you guys is, are you guys all pit sweaters? Cause I'm an upper lip sweater. Like when the, when everything gets going, I'm a bit of a boob, a lower boob crest. Yeah. I'm boob a boob, boob and pit, but I'm not an upper lip sweater. That's interesting. Ugh, my upper lip gets clammy. Oh, I'm, I think I'm an all of the above. I'm an upper lip pit, boob, I mean, lower back, inner thighs, my knees, my elbows, it's everything. <laughs> if I hug my man when I'm stressed or paranoid or like I said, zipping around the house, cleaning or decorating or anything like that, he'll just hug me and he'll be like, oh my God, you're so, you're so wet. What's happening here? You're so drenched. Is this, do you need to go to the doctor for this? Because I feel like we're going to get questions. Like excessive sweating oh. is a sign of something, I feel like. I don't know. I, I, I tend to think that I'm perfectly put together, but who knows? Look, I, what I know is I've used things like Dove and I've used stuff from the pharmacy for a long time. And I would like to transition some of the things that I'm using. And I do know this brand native. I actually just bought um, some of the body wash from them. I had tried it as a, at a, a friend's house um, not too long ago for like just the last sleepover I ever had. Um, and she had it there at her place and I really enjoyed the smell and I enjoyed the lather and all this. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get some of the body wash. But then what I found was it came with like a, a free little mini sample 
of of their deodorant. I think it was like it's coconut and vanilla, and it's very small. The smell is beautiful. I truly love that. Um, but I am only a few days into trying it, and so yeah, I have been you know sweating as normal, maybe differently compared to pharmacy bought things. So any listeners. Uh, if you have any, you know, product recommendations to share with us that you're loving of maybe a little more natural vibe, I'd be open to hearing about it. So definitely share that with us. Do you put deodorant under your boobs? I don't. Why do you? No, but I was just thinking about it because I am starting to sweat under my boobs now. And I'm like, I wonder if you could just. <laughs> Is this too much pressure? Is this conversation too hefty in order for us to <laughs> really talk about what and where we apply our deodorant? I'll tell you, if my boobs can smell like coconut vanilla, I will apply it there. Done. Done. Check. Check. Mate. <laughs> native, we need to know, native, we need to know where we can apply this deodorant on our body. <laughs> exactly. You know, but this is a sweaty time of year. It's been actually a sweaty year, if we want to be real. I have been sweating nonstop since COVID started, and my anxiety has never been higher. So, you know, leading into the, the holiday, it's going to have a different vibe, hey? Like it's going to be different and I, I want so. to embrace, yeah, I want to embrace that. I want to, I want to be okay with the different, uh, because if I think that it's going to be the same as every tradition for every year that has come before, I'm going to be heartbroken. You know, I'm not going to have the big family gatherings. I am not going to be able to see you girls. I'm not going to be able to, you know, have Christmas parties and, and cocktails and all this sort of stuff. You know, but the one thing I'm not, and again, maybe this is a question for you guys, but thoughts on eggnog, because the one thing I'm going to let go is yeah. eggnog is the yeah. thing I, am, I have, I know we're all making vomiting noises. What is the deal with eggnog? Did I miss something in holiday traditions before that this is something I just have never embraced? Eggnog latte, eggnog cocktails. I'm like, Ugh. For me, I think it's the thickness. I think it's the texture of it. Have you tried it before? I know. I, I know Amanda, yeah, Amanda was a no. I am a yes. And it was like thick Vaseline going down my throat. And I... Well, it's, you know, that's, I think, sort of maybe the texture itself mentally that has put me off from giving it a try. I know it's a big thing. I know it's such a, a holiday staple for many. Um, it's made of like milk or cream, sugar, raw eggs, probably some alcohol is in there somewhere, vanilla, spices like nutmeg and stuff like that. So I know how it's made and what it's made. And I'm sure it does create like this thick, frothy, goodness for some but maybe no. repellent for others so no I haven't tried it <laughs> that's the thing I realized is that there's no like creamy frothy joy it's like I don't I feel like if I describe it how I want to describe it, I feel like I we could possibly be like triggering people to actually vomit by us continually talking about this and even if you are heavy on the rum like let's be honest if I'm doing rub and eggnog I'm gonna go hard on the rum it's still a big no for me so that is a tradition that I know my mom loves to make a good rum and eggnog, but I think a benefit of COVID and maybe me not seeing the family is that I don't have to have a couple hefty glasses of the eggnog this year. So I am happy to say goodbye to that tradition. What are you guys going to embrace and what are you guys going to let go? Because we have, I think there's a consensus that we're letting go of eggnog. So I, I think that this topic is a powerful one because everybody is feeling the 
reverberation of the very foundation of who they are and what they do because like you said traditions aren't happening and those are things you look forward to year after year um and there's a lot of emotional connection to those things i know that there's a lot of expectation management on my part i've found that breaking my own heart by being disappointed that things aren't happening might be a little tone deaf to the reality of what is happening at the moment. And I know earlier, Ali, you mentioned that we all need to be okay with it, but I think it's important to say, it's okay if you're not okay just now. I know that this is a strange time and maybe we're, we're not finding that peace just yet. Now, of course, I'm encouraging everybody to work their way through that as I am never from a place of having achieved it, but always rather being in the trenches with you, right? So. Uh, I think one thing for sure that we've agreed on, you know, before even recording is how journaling has been impactful for us. Write it down. It is a no judgment zone. Say whatever the hell is on your heart because that's the place to do it is really just to let it out because you're probably holding on really tight to anxiety and expectations and maybe sadness and emotions that, you know, are totally valid, but we're not letting them out in any way, you know? Do you know what I mean? Like we're not ex expressing ourselves. We're not getting, getting those hugs. We're not um, having those cathartic family gatherings that then we go home from and say, oh, okay, I've had my fill. I can go back to ground zero again. And I think that that reset button isn't necessarily going to happen the way it traditionally would this year. So I think by journaling on it and just getting it out to also helps you kind of shift your mindset around it because you know, if we go into the holiday and say, oh, it's not going to be like last year. Oh, we're not going to get this. Or we're not going to get that. We're continually just feeding that negativity and it's not going to be joyful and it's not going to be fun because we're going to constantly be comparing it to what was my, I'm just, I am embracing the new and letting go of the old. That is all I am in this, but I think that's been my thing for all of 2020. You know what I mean? Embracing the new and just letting go of the old. We had, we would, we would go to grandparents every holiday and you know, Santa would come every night and wake up with grandparents the next morning. And I think, you know, I, I shared with the girls how our routine and our traditions were even going to change. And from them, I got excitement where they were like, holy shit, I get to wake up in my bed on Christmas morning. Holy crap, we get to go downstairs and like have presents under our tree. Will Santa come here? And they're 14 and 13, but they're still like excited to have those new routines and new traditions at home. You know what I mean? I totally, yeah, I totally know what you mean. And it's interesting too, because I'm on the beginner side of the family, you know, thing where my kids don't remember anything. They're like three and four years old. So they're just like, oh, we're not seeing anybody. Cool. We wear masks. Cool. Like they are so um, easy peasy lemon squeezy that they have just no qualms about anything. But I just, I'm someone that can't let go of tradition. Like I love those things that are so firmly etched in my memory that bring me so much joy. And now I am in the role of trying to create that for my own family. And that's also making me sweaty is I'm going, is this enough? <laughs> is this enough? Did the cookies come out well? You guys, I am struggling in the baking department. I am, I've posted about this on social media. I tried to make a Christmas square and you had to melt chocolate, right? So, a simple task. My chocolate turned into powder and it was like a chunky, almost like it was, the, I, I couldn't even pour it out. I tried to How make How did sugar. you reverse chocolate? Well, I just tried to melt it and it didn't work. I, I don't know, people were like, it's on too high heat, you gotta use the microwave. Trying to create these traditions when you are now the person who's creating them, 
mothers and fathers, right? Like this is now hard. I'm feeling the pressure. And I don't know, do you guys have a go-to baking recipe? I just need some help. Well, what is I kind of compare it to like the turkey on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Oh, like I okay. never cooked big family meals and things like that until this year and last year when it was like, okay, I'm not going to be going to family. We need to probably stay home. We need to kind of not be around everybody. And so like this year, I'm like, I'm forced to cook an entire Thanksgiving dinner by myself or, you know, a big turkey by myself. Like that kind of stuff is crazy, but it's also really exciting to set those new traditions, you know? And Raina, we were with you the first year. Yes. You turkey, the big turkey. Because I just... <laughs> yeah. And I don't think, I've, again, you know, if you don't know these things about Raina, let's just give you a little background. Raina likes things a certain way. We'll just say. Yeah. <laughs> she likes to clean her counters. She likes to have a little list of how everything should be going down. And to watch her manifest and create this turkey dinner, it was the bomb.com, by the way. And like Amanda and I were there for the first big thing. And so I think sometimes maybe do we build it up too much? Is it pressure? But I also look at that and I was like, oh my God, how exciting that the first time I'm like on my own with this huge meal, I get to have my two best friends there. You know what I mean? To walk you through it. Where it's like, that makes me a little bit more open and a little bit more excited to push to create new traditions for Christmas and push to create new traditions for other holidays that maybe are coming up where, you know, things are different this year. Now, well, Amanda, that was delicious. I will yep. say that, that that meal was truly the bomb.com, as Ali says. And the other thing we loved was that the tree was already up. And so I want to ask our listeners and you two, when is the tree time? When in your household, speaking of when, you know, we're talking about traditions and when you start setting, you know, the, the game plan for what you want holidays to look and feel like, for us, I don't have little ones, but I don't believe any time is too early. So first week, November, like as soon as the clock struck November, we had holiday decorations up all around the house, tree included. I, I, I see, I'm on the fence. I feel it's a December 1st thing. Like the minute, first of all, I'm obsessed with Halloween. So that needs to have my, my big focus. I have a one of my daughters, her birthday is in November, so we can't take away from that. But the minute that I'm coming close to December 1st, that's when the Tupperware bins on mass come out of our basement and we start to vomit Christmas all over everywhere. The lights went up, but you know, I wonder, Amanda, like these traditions are so based around family and you and Will have yet to have, kid, have kids, but you guys have created some great traditions too. For anybody listening that is with their partner, which I think is so glorious and I'm jealous every second. Enjoy like, it. I know. I'm like, oh God, what are they doing over there? Just the two of them. What are you doing? What <laughs> have you guys done uh, to create traditions? Just the two of you. Like, is it, is it still feeling special? I know you start November 1st. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to hear this too, because I'm kind of, I feel like in between both of you where I have a boyfriend and also a child, right? Children. So, but they're not right. They're not Chad's kids. So I am very interested, Amanda, in hearing your new traditions with Will, because, you know, we don't have any either, just the two of us. So I'm interested relationship wise, what you're doing. I can't say that it's anything too elaborate and this year is certainly different, but I, I will say I have found a way to pivot. In year one, when he did move to Canada, for those who don't know, I met my man on um, a bus while touring Europe as a solo backpacking lady. Um, 
it was my, you know, screw all men, female empowerment trip. And obviously the universe gave me the prettiest curveball that I had to bring home as the best souvenir ever. Um, and, he, you know, long story short, and we can dive into that another day, he did end up moving to Vancouver here with me. And one of the things that we did in our very first um, you know, November slash December time together was we went to a local um, Christmas festival that they had, like a holiday festival locally around here. And one of the um, booths within the festival was a photo booth where you could put props and little, uh, you know, Santa hat or elf, uh, elf outfits or candy canes or like a Santa beard or whatever, and just have a mini photo op within the big festival. You pay a certain amount of money to get your prints or you can get them emailed to you. And I had so much fun doing that. So now every year since we've done that, except this year, unfortunately, of course, with COVID, that whole festival has been shut down. So what I'm actually working on for my blog right now is how I made my own at-home photo booths that we could continue to take our two solo photo op pictures together. And I'm like, okay, maybe one day if I have you know, a family, this may or may not happen, but at least I can do my best to practice and see how can we get this done quick, adorable, easy, and efficient so that if ever that happens in our storyline, I know that I can pull off my own little photo shoot at home. And we've loved that. In fact, um, last year we took those photos and mailed them to our family and friends as our like Christmas card. And I'm aiming to try and do the same for this year. So that's been a lot of fun is being able to say, okay, tree is up. You know, we're, we want to go to that festival, but we can't. So how can we do this at home in a really affordable, quick way? I don't even think it took more than 45 minutes to do, like photo and all. So it was really easy. And not just that, but how happy were you? Like, I think when we actually get out of our own way and we start having some fun, which we have talked to, talked to each other at, at lengths about needing more fun, and especially to do that with your partner. Yes. I want to see that I, I have had a preview of this photo and Will is in an amazing tie. And I think you're dressed like some sort of elf or Mrs. Claus. Oh yeah, a little bit of that Mrs. Claus vibe for me for sure. And I, I do want to touch on that. It's, I was bummed that the festival couldn't happen this year or that we couldn't go do something like that with someone else taking the photo. But to be honest, like Ali said, I wanted that fun. I was almost fed up of feeling so shitty about things not happening the way that I wanted them to, that I asked myself, how can you create a reality in which you took control? No, it wasn't exactly the same as you've done it every other year, but how can you salvage the, the vibe of it, the energy of it? And to me, that's the most important thing is recognizing you don't have control over how everything is panning out, but you absolutely have control over how you're handling it. And for me, 2020's theme has been, where the F do I find the joy? Because at this point, if I'm not actively participating in creating that, I think we can all agree, it can be pretty hard to find in 2020. Agreed. I am taking notes <laughs> because I just wrote down, like, how can you create a new energy? I, I can't. Guys, I just, if it's, I'm just missing so much fun, right? Like, well, and I was sitting here daydreaming too the whole time she was talking and I'm just like, okay, I need to get like a backdrop. How do I create, like going through my mind, like what can I do to like do this, like create that same energy and tune into my blog. Different. I'm going to walk you through it. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> Good. I'll be, I'll be in subscribed. <laughs> you know, you say how much you love to create memories and like create all this stuff and 
I'm sitting here thinking and, and it just even sparked me <laughs> to think of like I was telling Chad the other day how uncomfortable gift giving is for me. Like giving and receiving. Like I get nauseous watching someone open a gift that I got them. And so I genuinely have those like so there's almost this like not dread but like uncomfortability that comes with the holidays too. And then I also think of like, you know, you loving to create all these memories and Amanda doing this thing. And I don't feel like you're explaining a woman and I feel like I'm the man. I feel like I'm the one that's like, get that shit done. Tell me when it's done, load the stockings. Like I, this is a limiting belief, but I'm just like, I don't have the time to like invest into creating all of these things. That's what I tell myself. You know what I mean? And I'm just I like, want to touch on something Raina just brought up and maybe, uh, and this has been a topic of conversation in our house as well. And even with two of my best friends where I would love to normalize not wanting to buy presents. And this may be an unpopular opinion for people whose love language. I know Ali, your love language is gift giving. It's giving gifts, it's receiving gifts, but I think mostly it's gift giving. And for here you, I am getting a gift from Ali. Great. This is great. Yes. Awesome. I'm yes. like shaking opening it because I'm like, oh, I don't want to let anybody down. Well, that's, that's what, like, it's crazy. Uh, that, that's, I think, something I want to bring up here. And, and to our listeners, I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. You know, for me personally, I don't love giving presents. It's never been a love language for me. I enjoy the aspect of thinking about a person and wanting to see them happy. I do love that. But my best friends and I were talking and, you know, the two of us have never really given gifts to each other for anything, for birthdays, for just becauses, for Christmas. What we love to gift ourselves is the gift of presence because we've always believed that that is the real present. And I found myself with somebody, you know, later down the line, you know, I have a, a partner who actually feels the same. And so for us, it's, we're not loving the idea of always needing to give presents to show you that we love you. When in fact, I would love to just sit around a table, have a delicious meal with you and spend that time. And of course, prefacing all this with saying 2020 is different and know that is not going to be able to happen this year. But I also don't want to feel bad about saying that I don't necessarily think that gift giving is the only way to feel that love, that connection, and that togetherness. Because for us, you know, in our house, but even just speaking for me personally, I really think quality time is the best gift I've ever received or ever given. You know, the three of us have spent time together and that alone stands out as a gift in my mind. Um, I don't need to receive anything from him because whatever we do, just the quality time we spend together will have been enough. And quite frankly, I don't want more things. I, I know that's again, it's another portion of this is I'm trying to like cleanse out my closets. I don't know about you guys, but I have done my best to donate as much of the belongings in this house as possible, selling it to people who want it more, um, donating things to people who could use it more than I could. I actually don't feel the need to accumulate more things. I, I'm finding myself wanting to detox from that as well. So, you know, I, I'll never be somebody who is upset if I receive a gift or if I know that giving one is something that makes somebody else happy. But I do want to normalize the people out there who, who just, you know, don't want to gift gift or receive a gift or don't feel that it is the definition of whether or not there's love and togetherness and connection over the holidays well on my list, normal 
my, my list right now of the people to buy presents for, I'm just taking my pen and lightly crossing out Amanda <laughs> and Raina. You both will get nothing from me. No, uh, in all honesty, here's the thing with me and gift giving. Um, first of all, my, the best gift that I would love, and again, it's a two-part. I agree that quality of time is the best gift. But in that, I also like to think about things. So if I was coming up with a quality of time thing and I said, hey girls, let's do a quality of time. Let's, that'll be our, or, you know, our present to each other or like, you know, just time together. I would spend a lot of time thinking of what we should do. It wouldn't to me just be like, let's go to the local restaurant, which is great. But I would love, and I really get a lot of pleasure coming up with creative thoughts that we would then base memories off of. So for me, a quality of time gift with my partner, with best friends, with my sister, is always linked to what would also bring us so much joy. And I would really love, and I do love taking the time to think, you know, Raina really likes this. Hey, Amanda loves this color. Hey, if we combined the two things, we could jump out of an airplane with a purple parachute. This could be the most, and, Therefore, I would create the most amazing. Cue Raina's sweating. <laughs> Where's that deodorant again? <laughs> but for those of you who do love gift giving, <laughs> I am here also. I love giving a gift, and I do like watching people find joy in hopefully not my gift, but hopefully the thought behind it. That I don't just go, hey, this is maybe I should get a bath bomb. You know, like I'm trying to think of something that relates to them. And again, I'm not buying millions of gifts. It's for a very select few of people that, you know, that I think I want to put some time and energy into thinking what would bring them joy. And especially with 2020 and COVID being what it is, um, I, again, trying to bring some fun back, I do take some time to think about what I could give to someone else that, um, because I can't give the gift of time, what could I give in that moment that would make them happy? And I do love, and I did write down, you know, should we normalize non-gift giving moments and that maybe this should be a thing? And now I'm going to have to think about it. So well, maybe, maybe nobody's getting anything. Maybe yeah, no one's getting anything. I, I think that that's a really powerful thought is, couldn't it be both? I mean, it, I, I think that when you feel called to want to think about a person and pour in time and energy on something that you really think would bring them joy. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I equally don't think that if I, you know, come over to your house, you know, once a week that I always need to have a gift for you every time I show up at your house. I think that it would be far more, you know, some of the best memories I have with the two of you are literally just sitting around a table and chatting and laughing um, and eating. <laughs> I mean, I, I may, you have a bit of a bias as an Italian. If you're being fed, I'm happy. If I'm eating, I'm happy. And, you know, that's to me, the, the thing that stands out in my mind is, can we find ways to maybe let it be both? And both are totally fine. I just want to make sure that everybody kind of has that, that awareness that if it's not your jam, that's okay. If it is, that's okay too. Just as long as you're leading with your heart, ultimately, I think that there's always going to be a way to bring joy within your community. Well, and I'm learning to communicate it this year, right? Like to tell Chad, hey, I'm uncomfortable getting and receiving gifts. So like, tell me exactly what you want. You know what I mean? Or I know Allie loves gifts. So every time I see her, my expectation now is to get a gift. 
You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just think. Well, Jesus. Well, Holy. you know, but I think mine, it goes down to, you know, I'm listening to you explain it and I'm like, maybe it's, it's definitely my limiting belief, but you're, I know how much you put into it. And so I'm, I'm thinking if my response isn't matching the effort that she put in, I'm going to feel bad. You know what I mean? So then I'm thinking like, okay, act like you're so excited. Like this is the best gift in there. And that's how I am with every single present I open. Isn't that interesting? I'm just like, I might, I might be a crazy person. I, I will say though that a fond memory I have is I think it was last Thanksgiving. I brought a little gift because Christmas was coming and I bought the girls because I know we all love chapstick. I, so I, this is the perfect example. This, this is an excellent this story. Is, this is the perfect example of how Raina and Amanda awkwardly embraced the gift that just didn't really work. I spent <laughs> so much time and I went and bought a very, we'll just say high priced, high level chapstick for the girls because we love chapstick the three of us are big chappies we all are chapping up our lips um and the girls opened them oh wow alley chapstick right wow and they opened up the the container and it was literally rock hard wax like they couldn't they, you couldn't spread it at all on your lips in like fact, nothing. I think I think it cracked my lips <laughs> more than anything because I tried to listen. You could not slide it across your mouth. In fact, it may have been tiny bit more painful to pretend like I could do it just out of gratitude and, like Raina said, being really excited about a gift. Um, but we had a good laugh after the fact. That was amazing. Oh my god! And both of these bitches just—they <laughs> were sitting there like, "Wow, Allie, thanks for this gift." As they're jamming this like hard ass chapstick on their lips and I thought to myself that was not the right gift <laughs> but what I will say is that gift has created a laugh and a memory and we all now whenever I see that chapstick in a store I will take a picture and send it to these two and I'm like this stupid chapstick and it has now been a joke for many many areas to come and you know so I think when we think about the holidays and funny moments. And if we go back to kind of the things that we love to challenge you guys with in our ready, set, grow section, a great thing is how can you make new holiday fun traditions in 2020 to kind of embrace the new, not get caught up in what has been, should be, oh, I'm so sad, but kind of really get into a ready, set, grow mentality for this holiday season. So whether you have a partner, you're single, you've got little kids, big kids, what can you do to create a new holiday tradition? We would love to hear it. Send us a picture. Is it a crazy tree? Is it chapstick? Anything like that, please let us know what your new, trend, your, your new trends and traditions are. Loop us in here. Well, I am excited to go set up a photo booth now, and I can't wait to hear from everybody on what other ideas I get to kind of implement from everyone sharing. But guys, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Make sure you're following us on all of our different platforms like Instagram at Let's Put the Rad and Radical. We do have a Rad Updates newsletter that comes out also. So if you are on our Instagram, click the link in our bio and you can subscribe to all the updates there. But guys, don't forget to let us know what fun things you're going to implement this holiday season, and we'll talk to you next time.